Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast, episode number eight. I am your host, the boy, JP, podcasting out of southwestern Pennsylvania. And joining me tonight is Carly at home in her lodge in southwestern Pennsylvania. That's where she's podcasting from. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I was going to introduce myself as the lodge. But then you went ahead and incorporated that in a smart way. So good job. Yes, I am smarter than you. We've we've no. learned this a long time ago. That is not what I meant, but whatever. Hey, so uh, we're back with another episode this week. Our last episode just aired yesterday, I believe. Yeah. Um, and we're already back with another one because we are kind of a little bit behind. So. Uh, this episode is going to feature uh, mini reviews of Call of the Wild, which is a non-horror film that we checked out, as well as The Boy 2, which was going to be the featured review, but we decided to put the, spoiler alert, better movie ahead, uh, which is The Lodge. Um, so not as jam-packed of a show this week, but we still have some stuff to cover nonetheless. So... Uh, Based on the three, two, three days since we recorded, how was your week? That's all right, I guess. Yeah, there's not much, not much to really say. I just have been working, and that's honestly about it. Haven't done much, anything really too exciting. Um, I feel like you and I have been hanging out quite a bit, but um, other than that, uh, not a whole lot going on for me. What about you? Uh, about the same, you know, just, uh, kind of been kicking it a little bit. Uh, we went and, uh, hung out a little bit yesterday, saw a move, um, you know, went and did a few things, but other than that, I mean, I've just been trying to prep for the next 22 shots show, which is going to be the Scream franchise. Uh, and besides that, that not much, I haven't, I haven't really done much in the past couple days. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. All right. So um, with that said, I guess we will get into uh, anything that we may have watched in the past couple days. Um, you can go first if you'd like. All right. Because there's pretty much zero things I watch besides. I watched two things, I guess, since the last time we recorded. Um, one was Evils of the Night, and that is a 1985 movie. Again, it's a rewatch. Um, I watched it several months ago, but just figured I would do some rewatches on these movies so they're fresh in my head for whenever I guest on that show of yours. But um, yeah, Evils of the Night, it's a weird one, but it was it's actually pretty fun. Um, when I first saw the cover, I thought it looked like it was going to be really stupid and something that I would not like. Which it is pretty stupid. The acting in it is pretty atrocious, in my opinion. Um, super over the top, especially by these two blonde chicks in it. And just some of the... It's just a lot of overacting in the film. But uh, it's uh, an interesting movie. It feels like part alien invasion, part slasher, part just a big mixture of things kind of all thrown together in this uh, sort of sloppy way, but not too bad of a way. But... Um, it, it's not too bad. Um, I, I don't mind it. I wouldn't say it's like a top 10 contender, but it was uh, one of the more fun films that I watched from 85 that wasn't something super well known. Have you checked that one out? 
yet or at all? Uh, no, actually, that's one that's kind of on my list. I think that Vinegar Syndrome released that like way back in the day, like really? one of their first horror titles. I think it was them, but it it might have been somebody else. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I just, uh, well, I um, picked it up on DVD off of Amazon a few months ago. I was just ordering random movies from that year, but yeah, I watched that. And then uh, the only other thing that I did watch was actually Scream 2. I watched that last night. Oddly enough, I started watching it at like 10 p.m. and I work the next day. I usually don't do that. I don't watch movies, to, especially because... That one's scr- two the, hours. Yeah, the, all the Scream movies. It must have been like required for them to be two hours, but it's weird. I never realized that as a kid because they all fly by really quick and that's how I feel with this one. This is one that I kind of go back and forth on where I always loved it growing up and then I watched it later on in life and I thought I can kind of see what people mean how it's a major step down from the first one and um, I still do see that but not as much. Uh, It feels like a lesser version, almost remake of the first one. Like it's trying to kind of live up to it but it just doesn't quite get there but at the same time I have fun with it I like the characters in it and uh, like I said it goes by really fast and uh, it will always be one of those enjoyable watches for me this is probably one of the uh, better more recent watches that I had with it so um, yeah Scream 2 I think all the Scream movies are pretty solid they're all pretty similar for the most part and they don't really dip too much in quality so there's that but um, that's all I've watched what about you? Uh, yeah, I haven't watched a ton, uh, because, you know, it was just a couple days, but, um, I did also watch Scream and Scream 2, um, Scream 1, all-time favorite of mine, uh, one of my favorite movies ever, I think that it's, like, amazing, um, obviously you'll hear more of that on 22 Shots, but, uh, Scream 2 I watched and I was actually surprised with that one because that's one that I've always found kind of overrated and never really cared for too much. I thought it was decent, but I just thought it was like, you know, whatever. Um, I actually saw that one in the drive-in when I was a kid in like 1997. It, I have like pretty good memory of like that night. remember a lot of details about that um, night. I remember my cousin fell asleep through the whole thing. Uh, but yeah, I I remember, I think I was the only one up in the car. I think my mom and aunt both fell asleep too. Um, but I was like just so into it and, uh, yeah, watch that. Uh, some pretty cool moments in it. Some stuff I liked, some stuff I didn't like. And, uh, I'll just leave it at that for now. Um, but one cool thing is I actually had the Scream Blu-ray set with, uh, Scream, uh, one, two, and three, and then still screaming and the other Scream documentary. And I actually hadn't watched those, so this is kind of counting for my, um, you know, blue watching all my unwatched titles thing. So that's pretty cool. And I'm hoping to squeeze in those documentaries as well uh, at some point before the show. Um, and then I, the only other thing that I watched, uh, I finally got around to uh, Terminator Dark Fate, which cool. was um, the I think sixth Terminator film. Uh, I want to say, so yeah, it was Terminator, Terminator 2, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, Terminator Salvation, uh, and then I think it was Terminator Genesis. So, yeah, this is the sixth Terminator film, and it ignores anything past 2, so it's direct sequel to 2. It basically follows um, 
a new uh, character and uh, a couple of new characters. Um, one Terminator-esque woman sent back in time, and then a Terminator uh, sent back in time to kill this new um, girl who lives in Mexico, I believe. And then Lim- Linda Hamilton's character, Sarah Connor, returns. Um, they kind of erase what we knew about Terminator two and like after Terminator two. So it's like kind of a reset. Um, they, they, they completely changed the future too. So like whatever happened in Terminator two did stop what was supposed to happen, but then it kind of happened anyway, but in a completely different way, I feel like them doing that, uh, would have been fine if it was worth it, but the changes just, it, it didn't really feel worth doing. So I really didn't like that. Um, there's some great action sequences in it, um, with the Terminators battling and stuff like that. And then there's some like really poor ones, like the opening one, really good. The one in the aircraft carrier and the one like underwater, that's an extension of the aircraft carrier or, uh, aircraft. I don't know what it was, some kind of plane or something. Uh, that, but, but both of those were not good. And then, um, I just, I, I just felt like this one should have been better. I heard good things about it. Like that it was the best one since the second film. And I just didn't really get that out of it. I just felt like, um, a lot, of, a lot of things didn't make sense after talking to Luis and Mike a little bit. I even liked it less. Cause I was like, yeah, there's really just some poor decision making in this one. I also felt like Linda Hamilton's character, Sarah Connor, uh, amazing character. Sarah Connor in T2 is like one of the best female characters ever. I just felt like she wasn't the same character and granted a lot of time had passed and some different things had happened. And I just didn't feel like I, I understand that, you know, she would be a little bit different, but she didn't even feel like it didn't feel like an extension of the original character. Mm-hmm. It felt like she was playing someone else. Um, so yeah, didn't really love that. So, uh, there's some things that I just didn't care for. Uh, I gave it like a six out of 10, um, maybe a six and a half. It, it really kind of, I was into it when it was going and it just kept getting progressively worse. It just didn't have like, you know, T2 is a tough film to live up to. That's one of my favorite films of all time, probably top five all time, uh, probably top three all time. And, um, I just felt like it didn't, it just didn't even come close to catching like what made that film so amazing. Um, so yeah, didn't love it, but I did rent it, um, from the red box. And that's, that's something that I really hate. I do this thing where I rent a movie from a red box. I still haven't taken it back. I've had it for three days. Now, <laughs> so I've spent like six to $8 on it already. And I'm like, I could have just bought the damn thing for, you know, this price almost. Um, so that's annoying, but maybe I'll take it back after we record this. Um, Overall, I, I don't think the Terminator franchise is that strong. I think all of them are like enjoyable enough to watch, um, but the first two are really where it's at, and everything after that isn't very good. But I did like Genesis, but a lot of people tell me it's bad, so I'm like, maybe I was, I don't know, may, maybe it's not as good as I remembered. I, I have to rewatch that one day. Um, but yeah, so I think that's pretty much all that I've watched this week. Um, so two Scream films. I did start Scream 3 last night, but I fell asleep pretty quickly. Um, mm. like you said, they're like two hours and I started, I finished Scream 2 last, I started and finished Scream 2 last night and went into Scream 3. Jeez. Yeah. 
Uh, I have to get them watched a little bit earlier this week um, due to work and stuff. So yeah, uh, only have till Friday. Plus, we got we're me and you are seeing a couple movies this week. But yeah, that's that's all we we, wa- we watched. But we did go and see a couple of other movies in the theater. Uh, we could start with the non-horror one, Call of the Wild. We saw that last night. What did I say yeah. when I walked out of the movies? The, you were like, that film was garbage. <laughs> um, yeah, I wanted to see it based on the poster alone. It showed like an old dude in a raft with a dog. And I was like, and it's called Call of the Wild. And I was like, oh, this is probably like some kind of cool survival thing about some dude who gets lost in the woods with his dog and it's probably gonna be like really hard <laughs> and stuff like that and it had like some of those aspects but it really wasn't like that at all we we, we were either gonna see that or sonic the hedgehog um because mm-hmm. we we'd seen all horror stuff out right now obviously but i just i like to use my um amc a list thing as much as possible and I was just like, oh, the, you know, I was actually looking forward to this movie because of just the poster. And I just thought it was going to be something. And I like movies like that. So uh, we yeah. went and seen it. Um, it's like kind of like a story of this dog's life. And like the main concept of it was like the call of the wild. Like that actually means something in the movie. Like basically the wilderness and like the primal ancestry of like dogs like calling him to a different destiny than what he's going on ah but boy man that was just it was like first of all number one complaint is like the unrealisticness and the cgi so the dog is 100 percent cgi i think yeah i don't think there's never that was my main issue too there's never a part where it's they're using a real dog i don't believe it's just all CGI and that makes you that makes me like not really care about the dog that much because it's like that's a fake dog yeah. or in other movies you can have some more emotions towards an animal when you see like maybe them being treating ba- treated bad or something like that but um which this one isn't super sad or anything there's a few like sad parts to it but uh yeah the dog is very obviously fake and I understand because of the stuff it's doing but it it is kind of just off-putting to watch yeah um i think that it was cutesy you know it had some Mm -hmm. cute moments and like i was like joking around a lot while we were watching it we were like the only two people in there there was like i think maybe one other person in there Mm -hmm. and they came in like 15 minutes late (laughs) they're way in the back yeah and we were way in the front um which normally we sit in the back but this particular movie theater is like hella gross yeah and like the back seats are even grosser. Like I've I've told this on other shows I think, but uh that theater has had the same seats and just the same everything since I was a kid. It's um you, you go you literally go into some of the theaters in there and they have seats blocked off with like caution tape because they like fell apart or something's up with them it, it is pretty disgusting and you always sh- you're always shining your flashlight on them to highlight how gross they are i'd rather just sit down and <laughs> hope for the best but that makes me not want to touch anything yeah but this theater is just so close to us so we always want to go to this one 
I like I wish nothing more than it to get like renovated. Like I think that theater would be cool if it was like updated because it's it's super like every like the carpets are so disgusting. The like everything's sticky. It's like there's it there's like a <laughs> half an inch thick layer of like pop from like the last like 15 20 years <laughs> like soaking into that place. It's just like a sticky layer of you know hard dried pop and uh you know there's you just find it's just nasty it's just a gross theater um but it's the closest one and it's like every time we leave there it's like just such a quick ride home that i'm like ah, oh, i just always want to go to that one the sound sucks in some of the theaters i think it's a six screen theater um one of the screens yeah. is really small though mm-hmm. uh so we ended up seeing that movie i think that like the uh, overall concept was amiss. I feel like the, um, like, I don't know what the hell the movie was trying to say. It's just like, don't abuse your dog or else it's going to go on an adventure and be all out in the wild. Like, like first I think of all, it was just like the dog's journey through life. Like you're, it's not about the person. Cause I thought it was going to be about a person and their dog and, you know, I thought it was going to be, like, about the old man on the cover, which, by the way, that's Harrison Ford, which I didn't realize. Dude, I didn't realize someone, that until someone told me. So, yeah, someone at work, like, came up to me and was like, how was that movie last night? Was that the one with Harrison Ford? And I was like, no. And then she looked up and she was like, yeah, it was. And I was like, oh. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was going to may- maybe be about him and then his adventure with his dog, kind of like you did. But it's more... It's like the character study of a dog, pretty much growing yeah, up. Yeah, but it's it's not even a, it's like we're not even introduced to him when he's a puppy or anything. It's just like yeah, it feels like that. I mean, I guess some time passes, but it doesn't. I don't really understand what it was going for. Like when we first meet the dog, he lives like in like a plantation in the south, and he's like whoever's his master is like rich or at least well off. And he gets stolen, and then he gets sold to, like, like, taken to Antarctica, or not Antarctica, Alaska, and, you know, during the whole, like, Yukon gold rush, and he becomes a sled dog for, like, the U.S. mail, and then he gets bought by some douchebag, and then, like, it's just, like, even, everything feels so forced and half-assed, like, even when he first meets Harrison Ford with the, like, harmonica and stuff, you're just like, that feels... Like it, sh- it didn't feel as significant when they reunited. It was just like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't know. Just that random old man from yeah. the beginning. It's not, yeah. And, then and it, it feels. I was just gonna say it feels like three different movies we kind of talked about, and and I just thought it was gonna be that beginning part you have where he gets stolen. I thought the movie was gonna turn into one of those ones where he tries to get back home to his family, but you never see that family again and it's just then becomes a dog sled movie. Which I actually I'm not gonna lie, I kinda of enjoyed the best part of the movie that probably. portion. Yeah, I didn't like when he gets with that old guy, I'm kinda tuned down and wasn't paying that much attention anymore. So it's it's a weird film. It feels very disjointed in a way. But what were you gonna say? Uh yeah, it's just yeah, very disjointed, and I think that, like, the whole movie just feels like it's, like, poorly written, honestly. Like, it's actually, ve- and it's super unrealistic, too. Like, everything in it is, like, over the top and just could never happen. And it even, like, 
since it's CG, it even feels like more stupid because it's like now you know they're doing stuff that they couldn't do with like a regular dog, and it's just like it would honestly like I actually expect even if I didn't expect it to be good, I expected it to be like oh that was like a good family film or something, you know, eye rolly stuff, but like still decent. But I actually think it's a bad movie. Like I don't think it's good, and it it actually like made more money than like people expected. And which it was another reason that I wanted to see it. Because I was like, oh, this movie's actually kind of successful. Like, let's check mm-hmm. it out. And I just thought it was, like, pretty bad. Like, there's so many better, like, animal movies. Like, Homeward Bound. And, you know, even, like, Babe. Have you ever seen Babe? I don't... I actually don't think I've ever watched that one. It's a good movie. Um, but, yeah, dude. I was just like, wow. Like, these, this is just not good and i like i was like that movie is trash dude it was garbage um so yeah i gave it a four yeah see i didn't think it was as bad as you i think my main miss really is the cg dog it just really takes you out of everything because it's establishing the fact this whole movie is going to be completely fake and um like i said i got kind of bored when he's with the old dude but i kind of liked some of the scenery in the film and um i did like some of the a lot of pretty much the whole you know sledding portions of it so um i actually gave it a six out of ten it's pretty generous I I yeah I, I, yeah i don't know you were i just thought it was funny the whole movie i thought you were like super into it and then you're like that was garbage <laughs> <laughs> yeah i set people up sometimes yeah, I felt set up. I feel set up right now. I feel like I liked it too much. Yeah, um, but yeah, I was just like, oh man, I don't know. That, that movie was just weird. Um, yeah. Not what I was expecting. I like by the halfway point, I was like, damn, I need to start listening to the poll in the group because we put a poll up, and I was like, <laughs> what should we see, Sonic or this movie? And yeah, people are gonna think we just are like ignoring their opinions because nah, we we're are. gonna start listening <laughs> to the damn polls. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you haven't joined the group, um, check out his and hers movie podcast group. And, uh, you know, we put polls up in there sometimes that we don't listen to. But um, yeah, the, you can see all kind of we're, we're, you know, going to be even more active in there. But, uh, you know, join the group and don't watch Call of the Wild. Um, <laughs> so uh, the day before that, we actually went and seen a different movie. Um, we did a double feature of The Lodge and The Boy 2, or Brahms, The Boy 2. Um, and like I said, we moved The Lodge to the featured review, and we decided to um, do a bonus review here of The Boy 2. Um, so first of all, uh, The Boy, I remember thinking that was a pretty like nice like hidden gem uh, in 2016 when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um I watched it. I didn't go to the theater and see it. I think think I seen it when it hit the red box. And I was like prepping for 2016. I was like, wow, that was actually... Because I used to do this thing. I used to rent every new horror movie that came to the red box. And then I would just burn... I would rip them to my computer and save them for later. Because I never would have time to watch them. I would just save them all for podcast prep uh, at the end of the year. So I I would rent them, rip them, and then watch them later. Uh, which is probably illegal, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I um, think it would definitely be, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, but 
you know, I wouldn't, I would delete them afterwards. I just didn't feel like watching them that day. But, you know, instead of having to rent like $40 worth of movies, like at the end of the year, I would just do a dollar here, a dollar here. You know what I mean? Um, Like, Mm -hmm. I don't keep them at all. Like, they just take up space. I'm never going to watch them again on digital. I'd buy that movie, though. Um, so I remember watching the boy and I was like, wow, that was pretty good. I kind of forgot completely what the movie was about. And I did try to watch and oh, this proves that I delete them because I went to go watch it again and I couldn't, it was like not streaming anywhere. I couldn't find it. So I was like, oh, I guess I won't have time to watch this. I tried to go to Walmart and see if they had it. I was going to buy it. Um, but they didn't have it like anywhere. So, um, I didn't end up watching rewatching the boy before we went and seen this, but you actually did a pretty good job of like recapping the first film for me. And it like started coming back to me. So I was like, Oh, okay. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. And I remember like, yeah, yeah it, was, it was creepy. It was, it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even then though, I kind of wish I would have rewatched the first one. Cause there were different aspects. I forgot about for one. I forget. I completely forget how it ended. So there's that. Um, I don't know if it, would have helped this movie at all but uh, I do wish I would have rewatched it because I don't own it either and uh, I watched it probably this when it came out like you did so but I did at least remember the core concept of it and how it all played out at the end but uh, that's about it for that so alright so um, this one you have a synopsis on this or no yeah um, I'll just read off of IMDb after a family moves into the Hillshire mansion, their young son soon makes friends with a life-like doll named called Brahms. So, like, the movie essentially opens up. You have this uh, little boy. He lives at home with his mom and dad, and they're all happy. And uh, one night, a burglar gets into the house, and, um, you know, he doesn't really do... He doesn't, like, do anything super drastic, but he does, like, attack the mom and the boy witnesses it, so uh, he becomes mute because he's super screwed up from it, and he's going to therapy, and it's not really working out for him, so they decide to go uh, to this house in the middle of nowhere just to get out of the house where that, uh, you know, traumatic event went down, and they thought that could maybe help their son. The son then finds this doll, uh, the arm is kind of sticking out of the ground, and uh, he you know, pulls it out of the ground and he really likes it. So his parents let him keep it. And then some weird stuff starts to go down. So that's kind of a better little rundown there. Um, even like the opening felt like it was done. So like poorly, um, mm-hmm. like the whole home invasion thing. I'm just like, what? Like, I, I just it, felt like it was like thrown in there. To be yeah. It kind of happens super fast. And like there's no development and then the thing with the little boy being super traumatized by it I mean I guess it can happen but I just feel like it wasn't that big of a deal I mean I probably shouldn't say that because yeah, I'm like sure everybody people... was fine yeah like yeah exactly it's not like I could see if the mom was murdered or their animal their dog or something was killed or the house was ransacked or something but it's literally this guy just kind of breaks in, knocks the mom out, and uh, the boy sees it, and then he's just mute for a long time. So I just couldn't really buy it too much. It wasn't traumatic enough, in my opinion, to mm-hmm. cause him to be all whacked. But yeah, I don't know, dude. I kind of just was a little bit bored by this film. I wasn't like I can super tell you right now, I've had more traumatic things happen in front of me than yeah, way exactly more traumatic things than that mm-hmm. kid. 
Yeah. What a little baby. Yeah. Did you find a doll to help you get through it? No. All right, then. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Not saying it's not plausible. I mean, kids take stuff differently, but for the sake of a movie, I feel like you need to amp it up a little bit. Yeah. Um. So, anyway, like, uh, they find this ball doll and honestly i was kind of into this aspect of the film like you're seeing the doll move and eyes move and mouth move and stuff like that it's mm-hmm. it's all all that stuff was done fairly decently like the the actual like killer doll aspect of it um and like the you know this it's standard stuff you know like the camera's looking this way it turns around the doll's head is moved you know the doll was in the chair when the person looks over at the chair the doll's gone stuff like that Th- that's that always is effective for me because it's just you picture it actually happening and how creepy it would be if it actually happened. So I, I dig all that. Um, the storyline in this movie is stupid. It's just doesn't, it feels so basic and rushed and just, um, standard full sequel stuff. Just, I don't, they just didn't have anything interesting to add to the story. Mm-hmm. It, it has heavy sequelitis, is what I call it, where it feels like a sequel. It feels like a cash grab, which I don't know how much money the first one made. I know this one didn't make too much. It did have a small, smaller budget, so it's probably going to make its money back in the long run after uh, home video sales and stuff like that and streaming. But, you know, it feels like it was just a lazy attempt at getting back, you know, continuing this property just for the sake of money and it didn't feel like there was much artistic uh, merit to it it didn't feel like there was much of a um you know thought out story and narrative it didn't feel like there was good development um i would honestly say that almost everything about it is not good other than like some creepy doll stuff Mm -hmm. which again i think is it's easy to impress me with that because it's, it's always creepy to me. It just always works. Um, I think that the doll look is cool and stuff like that, but I think where the first one was, it just was way, it was just way better done, especially when you get to that ending of the first one. Uh, this one, you're kind of wondering, okay, is the doll real this time or is there something else, some other explanation? And you, as the film goes on, you start answering that question for yourself because you're like, well, I don't know how the hell they would mm-hmm. do it this way. You know, I think that it has to be this way because what the heck are they going to do with this? Um, and it ends up being like super predictable, but still kind of dumb at the same time where you're scratching your head and you're like, why did it go this territory? Or like, what, like, okay, why didn't it? Like you start thinking about the first film and you're like, this just doesn't make sense really. And, um, by the end of it, honestly, by the third act, I was extremely bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I was kind of just bored throughout the whole thing for the most parts. Um, it did have some good scenes. Like you said, certain parts where you kind of get the doll, you look away and he's smiling. Then you look back and his face is normal. Um, I, I like that. I think it's creepy. I think the doll itself is, super creepy but um don't really care about any of the characters in this there's like this scene that's supposed to be super dramatic with like a kid getting hurt and uh you know it was 
okay. It was a little bit, uh, you know, brutal, but at the same time, I didn't care at all because it was pretty much a character that you're introduced to briefly, and then he comes in, he's not likable at all, and then bam, he's gone. So I uh, didn't care about that. Uh, there's just not a lot going on in the movie. They're all pretty much at this house, and there's some creepy stuff going on. And again, like you said, you're kind of wondering about the doll if it's gonna if they're gonna change up the story, and they essentially. It's what you kind of were expecting with the first The Boy. It's um, when I first saw the trailers for that first movie, I thought, oh, this is going to be the basic killer doll film, uh, you know, Annabelle, Annabelle or Chucky type ripoff movie, and it's not going to be that good. And then, you know, that movie surprised you. This one pretty much takes what you thought that movie was going to be and makes it reality, and it's not effective at all. So, um, yeah, when you think about doll movies because i say killer dolls but honestly a lot of these doll movies lately have not been killer dolls they've been mm-hmm. like they're just like dolls. creepy doll yeah yeah like even like annabelle and annabelle 2 and annabelle 3 like and this film like the original boy like there's not really a whole lot of killing going on like child's play sure chuck the chuck mm-hmm. films yeah but i feel like the killer aspect of dolls has kind of been missing lately minus puppet master the littlest reich um I would like to maybe see a return to form with that, but you know, all of them are like PG or PG thir- or sorry, PG thirteen. So like, I think that they, there's not a ton of room for kills. But I mean, even other like slasher films have kills, even if they're off screen. Um, mm-hmm. I think that you know, when you look at a film like Annabelle two, and Annabelle comes home you like it really shows you how to do that how to do a killer or a haunted doll or just a doll film a horror doll film like good like this movie like you just mentioned annabelle the annabelle films Mm -hmm. i've never seen the first annabelle but the the two sequels you just mentioned them and i was i instantly was like yeah that's how you freaking do a, a doll film and then I started like, oh yeah, and the boy that was done well too, and it just kind of puts an exclamation point on this film being not good to me. So yeah, I even like it less now than when we watched it. And I honestly was kind of into it at first. I'm not gonna lie, like I was into it. I thought it was like, oh, this is gonna be a nice little follow-up. Plus, I had seen a review from Mark Nato who said it was like exactly what he expected and what he wanted out of a killer doll film and it was like nice and creepy and stuff like that so i actually went in thinking like oh this is going to be like a nice solid like six to seven range film Mm -hmm. um but with that said do you want to go into ratings i do all right go ahead shall i all right um yeah my rating has gone down lower by talking about it um it's just not a great film um it's not really creepy either to me at all there's not really any standout scene suit it's completely forgettable for me so i'm gonna actually give this a i think 4.5 out of 10 yeah um i'm kind of with you on that like it, it because of the creepy stuff like i'll give it a little bit more of a score but i mean this is like near the bottom for me for the year um I, I don't know. I, I might have even... Nah, The Turning sucked. <laughs> um, I don't like that movie at all. Do you remember what I rated The Turning? 
Uh, I feel like you gave it, it was either like a three or a four range. Yeah. I don't remember exactly though. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a four. Hmm. Yeah, seems about right. I've been not happy with films this year, man. <laughs> They're just been... all so bland and like, like I was talking, you know, with Austin about movies this year and he was like saying like, see, I thought this one was more boring than that one. I was like, well, I thought this one was more boring than that one. And then I was like, oh, this really shows how bad the years that we're arguing over which film was more boring this year because that's just there's just that's not no, a good start there's just not well buddy you know what they say dump month it is dump month it is dump month everybody keep that in mind it is it's dump month yeah um we have one more film for the remainder of dump month and that is invisible man next week which i have high hopes for damn it mm-hmm. um have i said my Wait. f-bomb this Episode. There you have it. I almost, I almost said Fuck. Invisible Man comes out in March, but that was wrong. Oh. I interrupted you. Say it again? No, I, I only get one. Okay. Uh, so, after that, um, actually before that, we saw The Lodge. Yeah. And The Lodge, go ahead and give a synopsis. Alright, a soon-to-be stepmom is snowed in with her fiancé's two children at a remote holiday village. Just as relations begin to thaw between the trio, some strange and frightening events take place. So, yeah, uh, to kind of put that into more words, you have these uh, two kids. um, They have, you know, parents, they're divorced, and uh, something very, very traumatic happens at the start of the film and uh it causes these two kids to be very resentful towards their uh father's new girlfriend who he essentially plans to marry um and they kind of want nothing to do with her but he wants to marry her and um you know she's kind of a part she was like a part of this like uh what was it like a cultish types i forget exactly what it was but she She was literally not called Okay, yes, a cult of sorts. I think there was, like, a name for it, but she was a part of this, so, uh, you know, the kids are a little bit freaked out by that, as well as the fact that, you know, something happened and they just want to keep their distance from her. But the father, he's like, you know, enough time has passed. I think we should all get together and start getting to know her, because she's going to be your new stepmom, and that would be pretty lame if you don't like her. So he's like, let's go up to this cabin for christmas but he still has uh, a few days left of work so his plan is to uh leave his kids with his girlfriend up at or fiance rather up at this um you know little cabin that they have in this snowy area until christmas day he'll come back and be with them all but uh, he's gonna leave them up there for a few days and uh yeah, so that happens and uh things kind of take a little bit of a dark turn um, so I think this movie is really good. Um, mm-hmm. it was a film that I believe Jeremy actually seen last year. Um, yeah. In the festival circuit. I think it played a cinema apocalypse in Chicago. And I thought that, that, you know, it was one that I was on my radar I, for a brief second. We thought that it would probably get released last year. A lot of people did, but it ended up not. They ended up, 
giving it a little bit of a wider release here. Uh, and I'm glad they did so. I don't think it made any money, but uh, I, I thought that it was such a cool film. Um, and the filmmakers um, who made this movie uh, are Austrian, I believe, at least um, I think so. And they made the film Goodnight Mommy, which was really good as well. Um, so I, I definitely recommend um, Goodnight Mommy if you've never seen it. Uh, and so The Lodge, I think there's a lot of things going on in this flick. Um, there's like correlations between, um, the husband and ex-wife and the husband and new wife. Um, when you think of, when you think about, you know, the story of the ex-wife and then this backstory of the new wife kind of have similar themes to them in a way. Uh, so, um, I will say one thing. I, I I did see where this movie was going a mile away. You can ask Carly. Yeah, quit telling people to ask me things. But did I not see where this movie was going a mile away? Yeah, you did, and you told me it, and uh, that kind of me. It's not even that. I just didn't want to be told. I don't like. I don't like. I've said this before. I don't really think too far into movies because I like to be pleasantly surprised by the end. So you kind of told me what you thought was happening and I wanted it to be something different then. So I was like, man, that actually happened, but it doesn't, it doesn't, it, it didn't affect my enjoyment at yeah. all. Like I still mm-hmm. loved how it played out and man, like people were saying that this movie is a really slow burn. I do agree that it's a slow burn, mm-hmm. but never did I feel like it was too slow. I just thought, I didn't even think it was slow really like that much, you know, like slow burn. Sure. But when, like to me, slow burn doesn't just mean slow because there still has to be a burn, right? Slow is slow. A slow burn means that it's still burning. It's happening. It's just happening slowly. It's foreboding. It's, it's this um, stretched out tension type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that film definitely has this. The atmosphere is really thick. Um, it's kind of a Thanksgiving and a Christmas movie in a weird way. Um, there's not much Christmas cheer, I'll tell you that, but there are, you know, Christmas presents and there's Thanksgiving, uh, scene at Thanksgiving. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, this one, the worst thing about reviewing this film is it's extremely hard to talk about without spoiling and we're not going to spoil, but I'll just say that I think that, um, the way that the story is told and the way that it plays out is very cool and and very uh, dark, uh, very upsetting, uh, very tragic. Um, even the stuff with, like, I love the dynamic of these kids. Like, because you see this a lot in film um, where the kids reject the new mother, the one that's replacing their mother, you know what I mean? Or the one that's replacing their father. Yeah. Um, and it's a natural instinct. I think most kids who uh, go through that feel that way, where they don't want to accept this new person. They don't even want to give them a chance. Of course, as adults, we look, look at them like, hey, just give this person a chance to be like a friend. You know, they don't have to replace your mother. Just give them like some respect and stuff. But as a kid, you don't think that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's that those scenes are particularly strong um, when you have this uh, these two kids like resent 
for of this new woman and like you like when you find out her backstory that she was uh the daughter of this cult leader which reminded me of the heaven's gate cult if you're familiar with that um the one that uh, believed in the comet passing earth and if they killed themselves at the right time their spirits would float onto the comet and they would be taken to the new land basically like a new earth because the earth was gonna die um and they all dressed in these clothes and these nikes and stuff if you ever looked into that cult like definitely do so it's like pretty interesting uh but it reminded me of the heaven's gate cult uh and she was the lone survivor of this cult and the husband uh the father was writing a book on this cult and we don't really see a ton of like how that played out but we assume he started becoming romantically interested in the survivor when he was supposed to be you know doing research and it almost comes across as that like doctor patient relationship or like the psychiatrist you know patient relationship where you're not supposed to cross that line uh it almost comes off in the same way that like this person's damaged broken abused and vulnerable and this person um you know has almost like an advantage over her to sort of woo her by knowing so much about her and stuff. it just feels like kind of wrong and you see how that could be very dangerous uh, so I, I get that vibe out of it. And then I also get the vibe like this person actually like this father actually is doing this uh, like a bad thing. Like he's leaving his kids with these this woman who um, is ve- like very emotionally damaged and probably unstable. You know, she's on a lot of meds and stuff and it just seems like a bad it just you can feel this bad foreboding thing that like you just know that there's this shadow that hangs over this situation that it's not going to play out well and i think uh, like like i said i predicted a lot of what was happening in this movie way before it happened like from like literally when they get to the lodge almost and i think that like i was able to predict that because i just felt this sense of um you know grief and, and this sort of um darkness that's coming and i love that about the film that really works for me uh this and i what i love like the whole film like visually looks dark like even the scenes in the daylight seem dark Mm -hmm. the lodge seems dark everything seems dark in this movie and i like that as well and you also have this sort of like parental figure and children um with this mistrust and sort of uh scheming and stuff that you you got in good night mommy as well have you seen good night mommy no i actually haven't um i think it just missed my top 10 of like 15 like it was like number 11 or something Hmm. um but in hindsight it might have actually made it that happens a lot where sometimes i just see a film when i'm like doing prep if i I watch a film like right before we record sometimes it might not be strong enough like in my in my thoughts to make my list but then I just needed more time to digest it Mm. that happened with like the green room which did make my list but would have been higher Um, but there's like uh, Lords of Chaos from last year that probably would have made my list Um, 
this past year if I had more time to digest it, but I had only had one day to digest it. Watch right. it the day before we recorded. Uh, so I really dig the lodge and how um, it plays out. I think that it's hands down the best film that I've seen this year. Yeah, I would agree. It's definitely the best one I've seen. I was super interested the entire movie. I just really, it's one of those ones where you want to see how it's all going to play out, what the heck is going on. Um, I thought the acting, especially from the kids, was fantastic. Um, I thought it was very realistic uh, to certain situations. Um, Probably some of the most realistic I've seen in a long time. Um, But... Yeah, like you said, you can't really say too much about it. Um, it's got that great uh, isolated atmosphere to it, though, too, which I was looking forward to because I always enjoy movies set in snowy settings, and especially when they're in the middle of nowhere because you're pretty much screwed if you have a problem. And, yeah, you know, the dad in this movie, he's really not the dad of the year for doing that. I didn't. I never even thought about that. It's just so stupid. Like, even if there was nothing wrong with that woman, it's just weird to, like, leave your kids with you know a new woman that they're not really involved with i think we're supposed to get the sense that they had been together for quite a while even though it doesn't like i don't know if they specifically say but i think that's supposed to be the sense that you get well i think like earlier in the film he's like i think it's time you get to know her so to me that gives the vibe yeah they've been together for a while but i don't think the kids have really like spent much time with her because he that you know the son's kind of like why would i want to get to know her like i don't care about her and mm-hmm. that stuff and so he I, says I get that the, he's get, but he says he's gonna marry her so that's why i say i get the sense yeah, that I, they've been together for a while yeah i know like i think like i know they've like you know as a couple they've been together for a while i'm saying like the kids i don't think are ever really around her too much or you know as much like i get the sense that dad may, might keep her separate from them because he knows that they're, that's a touchy subject but I don't know for sure but um there's one yeah. scene that I at the beginning of the film that um I thought was done masterfully um it's anybody who's seen the movie probably knows what scene I'm talking about what moment I'm talking about but it even had a great pop in the theater mm-hmm. um like people's reactions I love when that happens when you actually get reactions from the people in the cinema um and yeah, it definitely, you know, hit me and I was like, wow, um, okay, we're doing this. Okay, let's go. You know, yeah, my like, mouth dropped for like a solid minute straight at that part. It was just so one of those things where it, it happens so suddenly and you're like, holy crap. And yeah, you're the theater. I will say like the people in our theater were really uh, into the film. Even at the end of it, everyone was like, wow, oh, great. That was that was really good. Like you could hear people talking out loud. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, overall, that's I I thought it was a really good movie. I recommend people checking this one out. Um, I could see it uh, maybe possibly making lists for the end of the year as of now. So uh, definitely give this one a watch and uh I think that's all I have to say on it. Yeah, me too. Um, I will rate this bad puppy. Uh, I recommend if it's still playing in a theater near you, definitely go give it a watch. Um, I think it is a film that will benefit from seeing in the theater. Uh, it's a movie that I honestly like, kind of loved, uh, especially more that I think about it and talk about it. Um, it just works for me on all aspects. I, I love stuff like this. Depressing movie. 
um, which I'm usually a fan of. <laughs> um, but I came in at a solid eight and a half out of ten. All right, I actually came in with the same rating, eight and a half. That's awesome. That's that's our first good movie of the year. Um, yeah. I'm re- I mean, there's the. Uh, the Gretel and Hansel was good, and Underwater was like decent. So there, there's been some stuff, and even mm. even After Midnight was decent. Um, but yeah, this is the first like great movie of the year, which is awesome. Glad to see it finally. Took a while, but we finally got here. Maybe this is a sign of things to come. Yeah. Uh, because sure. next week we will be covering uh, the Invisible Man. Blumhouse's 2020 uh, adaptation or remake, whatever you want to call it, uh, of The Invisible Man. Kind of excited to check it out. We also are super fortunate and are able to see the original Invisible Man the day before uh, the new film in a retro screening. Um, So that's pretty exciting. So we'll talk about that too. Uh, mm-hmm. Which Invisible Man is one of my... It is my favorite Universal monster film. So that, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, and just wanted to throw this out here, guys, because it's something that we plan on doing. So we're actually going to make a YouTube channel. Uh, for one, so you guys can hear the podcast on YouTube if that's kind of the way you listen to stuff or you prefer that way. Just to give you guys more options of ways to listen. So we will make a YouTube channel for that. But we're actually going to do some videos, too. Um, we have uh, a couple of things planned. Uh, not always going to be movie related, but sort of more, you know, um, just anything we feel like doing, you know, vlogs or, um, you know, movie nights that we th- do like behind the, like, you know how we did the Valentine's Day thing? Well, maybe we'll do like a little vlog of that so you get sort of a companion piece to the episode mm-hmm. um, in the future. And also we want to do some like food stuff too, because that's kind of a big part of our movie watching. We do a lot of food. Uh, we usually dinner movie type thing. We do that a lot. Mm. Um, so maybe we'll start doing that. Um, we actually got some MREs. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but they're meals ready to eat their, um, military based, um, you know, food that, uh, has, long shelf life for like survival type aspects too um and we actually i I, i'm a big fan of watching people eat these on on line and videos and stuff like that and i was just like that would just be fun to do so we're gonna make a video uh where we try out some mres and that will be posted on that youtube channel too so not sure if i'll have it but check the description subscribe to it uh it might be in this video in this episode if not it'll be in the next one but definitely um, check and see if it's there and we will, uh, you know, start uploading to that. It should be pretty fun. I think that having a YouTube channel as a companion piece of the show could be pretty cool. Um, and who knows, maybe we'll even do like extra movie reviews on there or, you know, um, you know, stuff that we got in the mail or the, the, the possibilities are endless. I want to do like some out and about type things where we go like movie hunting and different stuff like that. So what do you think of that? Yeah, I think it's awesome. Um, I think it's good to get more content out there. I think people enjoy watching videos like us. that. I know I do. They what? enjoy yes. watching us. 
yes, we are pretty awesome, and I think people can't get enough of us. So, um, but yeah, in reality, I, I enjoy watching videos of people doing cool stuff like trying foods or out and about. Those are my favorite types of videos where it's just kind of like a big adventure or something and you feel like you're kind of along for the ride. So um, I'm actually really excited to do that. You know, uh, you and I obviously both have our own YouTube channels and YouTube is actually something I have a lot of fun doing. I never really thought I would. I'd wanted to make a channel for a long time and then I finally got into it and I enjoy making videos. So I think it would be even more fun to, uh, you know, have a buddy of sorts to make a channel with and, uh, you know, make videos. So hopefully everyone out there likes it. Absolutely. So we will see you guys next week. We will see you on the YouTube channel. All we're going to put all the, uh, past episodes on the YouTube channel as well. And then go from there. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. This was a little bit of a shorter episode, but it's the second one in the week. So I hope you guys enjoy and we're on a roll, man. We've pretty much done, you know, an episode a week, uh, on average. And yeah. uh, that's really cool. And I loved in this podcast. It's one of my favorite things that I've done in the, you know, eight or so years that I've been involved in this stuff. And I look forward to keeping content rolling and building this brand and this podcast. And with the help of you guys actually listening and supporting, uh, it, you know, it's, it's more things to come. So hope you guys enjoy and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah.